Welcome to the Amateur MILF Society, a podcast about the highs and lows of mothering in the modern age. We're your hosts, Rosie and Sinead, and we are Just Just Trying. Join us on a journey from positive pregnancy tests through to school and beyond, as we try to untangle all those complicated thoughts and feelings that come when you decide to push a baby out of your vagina. Other birthing methods are available. We are average non-famous mums who live average non-famous lives, although if we get famous, we're not complaining, and I might become a DJ. <laughs> a DJ? Yeah, like not like a radio DJ, like a people come to my sets and dance to my music kind of DJ. Like a rave DJ? Mm, no, like a like a cooler version of Annie Mac. <laughs> I think that's what I'll do. That's the that's what I'm going to sculpt for myself with our uh, prize money from this podcast. <laughs> When I say prize money, I mean like our winnings. <laughs> our, no, our salary. <laughs> our earnings. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get earnings if it carries on being like this. Yes. Um, yeah, I just feel like I, I, I feel like I've got loads of songs I want people to hear. Yes, I know this, Rosie, because you wouldn't let anyone else play any songs no. when we were at my house last week. And that's what a DJ is. That's what's made me realise because I was such a twat at your house and be like no no I'll play the music because I know better that's what being a DJ is yeah being a DJ is you're going to come into this room and only listen to my music and you will enjoy it (laughs) and in fact you can pay me for it and you and Bex were just talking about like cool music and I every so often would just run into the room and go can we play Shania Twain and me and Bex would look at you and go no Slap your hand away from the Alexa. (laughs) No No Shania Twain. We're playing cool music only because we are very cool. (laughs) So I know that we've spoke before about having like our Mexican mansion, which obviously is going to happen no matter what. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of like, that's going to be our base point, isn't it? That's like where our helipad will be. Yeah. So if I'm going to be a DJ, what are you going to do? I can kind of... As a side side hustle. Side hustle. Uh, I can see myself being like, kind of a Nigella oh yes please microwave just like kind of sexily talking about food I love that for you I think I I think you could write a beautiful cookbook as well which I can illustrate yeah okay this has gone from being a live 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 recorded podcast to as just discussing shit that we're gonna do yeah but this is now like a work meeting um yeah i think you could write a beautiful cookbook and i will illustrate it and then we can get our lovely friend um alex to take lovely pictures of you for it yes oh this is a plan mate our and then i can friend, lovely alex our lovely friend lovely alex i have to call him lovely lovely alex because he took lovely lovely pictures of us he did he did um and then I can jet off around the world playing cool music while people dance to my cool music because I'm very cool. I can suggestively lick cake batter off a spoon. I Yeah, man. Th- she's just completely revolutionised what it means to be a like a, a celebrity chef, hasn't she? The thing about Nigella is that she just exudes raw sexuality. I defy any human on the planet to not find her fit exactly i don't care which like which way you present i don't care what gender you decide to be or feel or who you like she is fit yeah if you don't want to fuck nigella lawson then you should be in prison yes (laughs) 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a very bold statement, but yeah, let's go with that. You yeah. I'm I'm giving unilateral statements today. I think that's fine. I agree. I think she's so she's so beautiful. And her food is just the dream. Yeah. Nigella's cauliflower cheese, mate. So good. I've never had it, but it's I mean any cauliflower cheese is great but if it's I want it to be served to me directly by Nigella though do you know what else Nigella has done apart from like making food sexy is she's given and I think predominantly women here she's given women the um, the permission to just treat themselves in the middle of the night yeah. I mean I would never I'm not like a nighttime eater. It's like once I'm in bed I couldn't even if I've like even if my stomach is growling at me at the top of its voice and going, please feed me, I'm like, no, I don't want to get out of bed. But yeah. I know that if I did want to have a little nighttime snack, like Nigella has made that. Nigella possible. told me it's okay. She's told me it's okay. I'll take her word as gospel. Yeah. So well done, Nigella. Yeah, I think you could do I definitely think you could do that oh we should start working on a kind of like recipe plan i yeah, really want oh, this for you i do too i really want this if if there's any publishers out there <laughs> and want this book deal to happen we're just two podcasters with a little dream and just two girls with a laptop and a dream two girls with a laptop and a dream one of which would be an absolutely exemplary dj and one of which needs your book deal now please <laughs> <laughs> let's make this happen so come Rosie. on Give me a week in a sentence. Oh, my week in a sentence, yes. Um, so I've we've spoken about this before um, because I've messaged you about it because I had an epiphany. Okay, or you've messaged me about quite a lot of epiphanies, so which one is it? Yeah, which, <laughs> which day was this that you had one of your daily epiphanies? <laughs> it's this one. Uh, it's the epiphany that I had that I need like a... I need like a disgusting CEO, like American Psycho kind of guy, yeah. to kidnap me. Take me, like maybe kidnap me, put me in a van, tie me up, drive me into a desert, not in a sexy way, in a, <laughs> in a properly scary way. Okay. And then like take me into the middle of a desert and like with a bag on my head and then put get me in the middle of the desert, hold, hold a gun to my head and be like, if you don't give yourself a day off or some time I'm to relax, I'm going to shoot you in the head. Because I just can't, even when I'm, like, so unwell that I can't speak, I still feel like I have to work. And I feel like, the reason I'm saying this is my week in one sentence, is that for any people listening who are self-employed or have their own businesses, I know they're all going to feel the same. So I just want to do a big shout out to small businesses, people working for themselves, self-employed people. That feeling that you're never, ever good enough and that you're never working hard enough. You're doing a great not doing, job. Not doing enough, not, like you never feel like you're doing too much and you hit burnout which is what essentially happened to me like I got so unwell because I was burnt out because I've done too much yeah and there was there was one day when I was basically bedridden last week when I was so unwell and I spent the whole time worrying about the things I should be doing in the day yeah I've not done this yet I've not done this I need to do this and then I spent the rest of the week like trying to make up for the day that I lost and feeling really guilty about it yeah and um I'm sick of it, Sinead. Yes. Because people that I love, like you and Dave, are like, you're doing too much, you need to relax, you give give yourself a break. Have a day off. And I'm like, um, I do not respect your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> your opinion can fuck off. It's just like, actually, you are wrong. <laughs> I love you with all my universe, but please shut up. <laughs> I have stuff to do. <laughs> 
See, that's my week in one sentence. My week in one sentence mm. is how has the patriarchy already love it continued for so long when men are fucking useless because Sinead because the reason the patriarchy works is because they've made us do it for them that's why I'm just like I honestly I have been thinking about this quite a lot right mm. so I have been thinking like how did men put themselves in such a position where basically like they run everything mm. When most men I know couldn't run a fucking bath without instructions. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just like, how? I know. How? How has this happened? Religion one. Yeah. So religion one, coercion, just yeah. like taking away our general rights, taking away our human rights. Yeah, I just, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, Women how are have they manage? Infinitely more capable. Mm. And that's the thing. I think because I'm like a relatively smart and relatively capable person yes sometimes i just like need to be a dumb idiot baby yeah do you okay so do you oh i was about to ask you a sex question then but i'm not going to (laughs) i'm not going to ask you a sex question we're not there yet but yeah we were there last weekend when you were running around my house going so everyone what are your kinks i know yeah that's what happens when i drink too much isn't it (laughs) I want to know too much about people. Yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, sometimes I, like when I, I think I do this when I'm ill, is I act like a baby because yeah. I just, well, if I'm ill, then please, for the love of God, will you just give me one day where I'm Let treated like baby. a toddler? Yeah, sometimes I just don't want to think. Like, I'm a, I, I'm so unwell, I, I can't do the laundry and think about... Look after my children. Put their hair up and make sure they're fed it's yeah it's it's insane yeah i don't know the answer i don't know how they've managed it is it mind control do they know something we don't know have they been mind controlling us oh my god maybe they put mind control stuff in our contraceptive pill do you think that's what it is maybe because i don't take the pill anymore so and you just and now you're becoming aware of, of what they're doing to I'm us. waking up you're waking up man. and they, I, they also gaslight us into doing all of their work for them as I well mean, yeah i think it's probably forced upon us from a very young age isn't it yeah. it's that whole like um girl, like bait like little girls playing with dolls and looking after dollies and like oh getting them like little doc like hospital kits and like all that stuff and then the boys are like go and throw some sticks at shit <laughs> go and throw some sticks fight with each other go and fight go and fight over some sticks it's horrid isn't it yeah it's really horrid and it's not like you know again we're gonna get that whole like the feminist bashers who are like oh you just want to be better than men well we are better than men yeah yeah, i know that i'm better than men we know this (laughs) we would just like to be equal please yeah you know just an equal what's the what's no no fuck that i don't want to be equal i want to be dominant i want to be better well, because we are better, aren't we? Yeah. yeah we, we, we deserve our, t- our turn. It's our time. You've had all of history. Yeah, like men have been in charge for thousands of years and look where that's got us. Did you know, Sinead, um, you know how Friday the 13th are like the unlucky days? Yeah. Well, actually Friday the 13th were back in like pagan times. They were like the day of the goddess. So it was the day that you would celebrate women. Uh-huh. So that's why they're now deemed as unlucky because the church were like, we should probably turn that into a bad thing. <laughs> Worshipping women? What? Maybe we should just burn some people at the stake. Yeah, well, should we start burning men at the stake? Like, 
Bring back the guillotine, man. Can we? I think maybe we need to do it in exactly the same way that the whole witchcraft thing that swept <laughs> through the UK happened, where it's just like it's just like tittering about things. Like it literally started from people looking at each other the wrong way, or like, oh, my pig's dead. And I'm pretty sure Margaret looked at me funny yesterday, so she probably did it. <laughs> she definitely She's definitely my a pig. witch. She's also got a mole on her leg, so that's probably where yeah. the demons come out of her. It's all that sort of shit, isn't it? Yeah. So if we like re- start recreating that, if we start like tittering about men and like, oh, did you hear that did you hear that John likes drinking water through his nose or something? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But then like making it all like weird and like, oh, there's something not right about him, and then we'll just slowly if we can bring like, back, we wouldn't even have to make stuff up. Yeah, just actual stuff that they do. Because, like, oh, did you hear David up the road? Don't just not. Do- <laughs> <laughs> I already believe you, Sinead. It's just sending unsolicited dick pics. <gasps> no, who to? Everyone. Oh my goodness! Something must be done about it. Who is his familiar? <laughs> I did see him with a cat the other day. Oh my goodness! He is at one with the devil. Next thing you know, the witch hunters will be bashing your door down because Dave has been sending <laughs> unsolicited dick pics. I love it. I love I love this for us. I'm quite happy to be Witchfinder General. I'm always happy to instigate the drama. Yeah? Shall we start witch, witchfinding? <laughs> no, I need to tell you this because okay. the other day Darcy was getting dressed and she just out of nowhere, she went, I just love the drama. <laughs> oh my God. I was like... Have you been watching RuPaul with her again? <laughs> I love her. I was like, what are you on about? She was like, yes, I'm just, I'm very good at it. Well, yes. I was like, that's true. Did you say at that point, it's genetic, darling? <laughs> I think it is because I am a massive drama queen. I love drama. And my dad is an even bigger drama queen. Oh, absolutely. He's like, he should be, wow, that's loud. Um, I think your dad should be... There is no one that can kick up a fuss like Mick O'Sullivan. He should be in pantomimes. Shouldn't he? <laughs> he should. Do you think? He'd be great, like, on one of those um, CBeebies pantomimes. Have you ever seen the picture of him when he had to go and get a wasp nest down from our roof? No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> is he wearing chainmail? <laughs> he might as well be. So he constructed himself... A DIY anti-wasp outfit. Amazing. And I didn't know what was going on, so I just got up and I came downstairs. And he is wearing a hoodie mm-hmm. with the like the hood pulled up and the strings pulled so that like only this much of his face was showing out. Yeah. And then the sleeves of the hoodie were tucked into rubber gloves. Nice. Very, very good. And then he was wearing shorts. I was like, why are you wearing shorts when you're doing all of this and then he went up and put trackies on and tucked the trackies into his his socks yeah and then you know like a collapsible wash washing basket yeah you know the ones that have got like one side that's like kind of mesh yeah he then put that on on his head (laughs) on his head looks like the 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 worst chav robber (laughs) Ever. <laughs> I need to find you this pitch because it it's just hysterical. It's so funny. You're gonna have to put this on the Instagram, aren't you? You're gonna have yeah. to show everyone. He'd basically like it sounds as if he'd done like a modern day jousting. Yeah. That's how you would dress in a modern day jousting. Wow. 
and yet like my dad sent someone around the other day to come and like stop the uh, like lop, lop off the electric in our garage lop off the electric not lop, lop off is the wrong way of, what do you say like turning it off so that Dave could do stuff to the garage yeah and get electrocuted and um, he did it in such a way that Dave said is like he had to do it very quickly because he did it live so he turned uh, yeah. it off whilst it was live and he did it like really really quickly otherwise he would have died and that's the sort of people they're, they're the sort of people my dad sends around to come and do jobs for us so people are quite happy to just play with live electricals <laughs> no problem at all today we're talking about sleep aren't we we are so it's um, something that we neither of us have had enough of for the past five years no it really really isn't but this time so we're going to talk about sleep um but we figured because we've got five-year-olds like sleep is still a talking point for us so we're going to talk about it in chronological order but backwards yeah so we're going to start with how we're doing now and work our way backwards in time and finish with baby sleep yeah because the baby sleep is the just uh, that is all encompassing and then because we'll have gone from five-year-olds to baby sleep we can then talk about like societal pressures in terms of baby sleep because that's the big one isn't it really yeah we really have got to discuss um people other people's expectations of your baby sleeping yeah and how much pressure is put on you to have a, a baby that sleeps when there's literally no scientific evidence that your baby should be sleeping in a certain way mm-hmm. at any point no matter who fucking tells you different even doctors will say things about your baby sleeping and it's all bollocks isn't it really yeah, pretty much um your your baby will sleep as much as it wants wants to sleep and there's nothing you can do about it mm-hmm. so well there are things you can do about it but we're here to sort of debunk a few of the myths i guess yeah or just kind of alleviate the worry yeah and you know if you listen to previous podcasts you'll know that ramona was a very tricky baby and as you can imagine i had very little sleep for a very very long time so i can i can tell you from a place of experience yes that um you know you you do whatever you need to do to get Mm -hmm. get your sleep man so how are you sleeping at the minute not too bad actually so what's you what's you give us your routine give us the lowdown what do you and darcy do where do you sleep so Darcy sleeps in her own bedroom. Yeah, she's got a double bed. She's got a double bed. <laughs> she's five. <laughs> Unbelievable. She... No wonder she loves the drama. <laughs> she loves the drama. <laughs> um, so she goes down to bed. Well, she goes to, to bed at about... I love how you say she goes down like she's still a baby. She goes to... Yeah, I put her down. Um, so we go up at about anywhere from quarter past seven to, to quarter to eight, sure. generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the week um, she'll usually have a story yes and then she must have music playing on her Alexa so sometimes uh, she's quite fond of the Nutcracker who is she? (laughs) who is your daughter? who is she? but then other times she's not going to be a Cuban dictator (laughs) she's going to be like she's going to be the next Beyonce (laughs) but other times so she asks for something different most nights. Like sometimes she she'll go through a phase where she's just having the same thing every night. Uh-huh. But um this week, so she's asked for ballet music, so that's the nutcracker. Yeah. She's asked for the witch song, which is witch doctor, you know, ooh ee ooh uh, uh, to get her to sleep. <laughs> um she's asked for 
Dolly Parton. Yeah. Um, AKA flamenco music. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's asked for uh, calm music. Calm. Which is like a yoga playlist. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what else has she asked for? Oh, Encanto. Sure. Okay. So she has something different each or most nights. Okay. And she must have the music on and then she has her her Galaxy light projector light. thing on. Yeah, we've got one of those. She also must have an eye mask. Oh my God, she wears an eye mask. <laughs> she must have her eye Who mask. Who is she, Barbara Cartland? Who is that? I mean... <laughs> my child is ridiculous. I can just imagine her lying in bed like satin sheets with like a ring on each finger <laughs> and like 60 necklaces. Just lying there with hair in rollers. Just like, put my ballet music on, mother. But then sometimes... I must like, get my beauty sleep. She's like, uh, tonight I want unicorn music. And I'll just be like, unicorn music does not exist. The fuck is unicorn music? I don't know. Um, I think what you should do, Sinead... I'm is... like, you cannot just... You can't approach Alexa with a concept. <laughs> not yet. It's not <laughs> chat, chat GPC. She's like... music. You need... I'm like, you need to tell her specifically what you want. And she's just like... Um, I want something that's going to invoke the feeling of calm in my body. Do you know what I think you should do? I think you should... Uh, oh, no, I think you should get me to put together a playlist of, like, great music. Music that, like, she needs to hear. Cool music. Important music. And that's unicorn music. And you can tell her that a unicorn has made her that playlist. <laughs> so a unicorn has put together a few post-punk numbers um, mixed in with a bit of... <laughs> bit of Tropicalia from Brazil um, and that unicorn <laughs> is called Rosie Johnson and says goodnight <laughs> yeah we so, try that and then she will sleep from so she sometimes she'll potter around her room for a bit after I leave her what do you mean by potter? Uh, she will get every book off the bookcase and bring them into her bed I think we should that, like right now there should be a camera she, she's she, there has to be a documentary made about her <laughs> The Secret Life of Darcy. She's such a strange kid. The Secret Life of Darcy's drama. I do. I love her dearly, but she's very strange, very weird. She just has this like strong vein of eccentricity that just mm. runs through her. I love it. I absolutely love it. So she potters about for a bit. So she'll potter about for a bit, and then eventually she'll fall asleep. And the positions in which she sleeps are also very strange. Yeah. I've walked in on her before and her head has been on her pillow, but both of her feet have been on the floor. <laughs> she's been prayer positioned. <laughs> oh, no, she's just like literally essentially standing against the bed, but like with her head on the pillow. I, do, I find it absolutely insane how like what positions children can sleep in. It's oh, crazy. Her favourite when she was a baby was like on her front, on her knees with her bum up in the air. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literal child's pose. God, yeah. it's mad. And so does she sleep all the way through the night? Yeah. And when does she sleep until? Varies, but usually any time from about half six to half seven. Yeah, sure. That seems nice. And then she'll just walk into my room and wake up, wake me up by standing three centimetres away from my face. Does she say anything or does she just wait for your eyes to open? She often like, just waits for my eyes to open. Like or a she'll just <laughs> Or she'll just get into my bed and be like, uh, okay, so mummy, uh, and we're going to do this today. And can I watch YouTube on your phone? I'm like, no. Launches into conversation when you're still asleep. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Um, oh, sleeping is slightly different to that. <laughs> As you can probably imagine. Um, 
So what do you mean your child isn't some sort of eccentric old woman <laughs> no, that lives in a manor house? No, no, there are eccentricities, to be fair. Uh, so I will say the eccentric... Ex- I can't say it now. Eccentricity. The eccentricity right now. I'll do that now and then I'll do the routine that we do. So Ramona has got... I think she's, again, as I said last week with my week in one sentence about Ramona, like comp- sort of sort of complimenting Lola's painting skills. <laughs> she's, she copies... I think she copies the way in which I speak. Yeah. And so now she's got herself into this habit of when we go to bed, which I'll explain in a minute, and I give her a, a, a huggle. We call them huggles. It's cute, right? Yeah. Darcy, me, me and Darcy say let's go to Cuddle Town. Cuddle Town. <laughs> so we have our Cuddle Town, and um, and I'll say no, no, I love you. And then she started like saying all the different things that I say, but she says them all in one go and about six times in a row. <laughs> so she'll go night night mummy love you sweet dreams love you in the whole 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 universe love you trillions and trillions to the stars and back love you sleep well have a lovely night's sleep good night love you sleep well have i love you so much love you trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of stars and back and have a good night's sleep see you in the morning love you so much sleep see you in the morning i'm there going will you please (laughs) (laughs) try to like claw her arms off of me ramona's track is skipping (laughs) Yeah, every night. Darcy does that every as well, night. To be fair, she's just like, no, no, mommy, spill the bed box bye. <laughs> yeah, but then she'll get into bed. So like, I I get into bed with Lola to give her some milk, and then Dave will sit with Ramona because they're both in the same room. And then and then she's got her little series of of um, questions with Dave. So for me, it's the love you so much, love you trillions and trillions and trillions, love you in the whole world, sleep well, sweet dreams, see you in the morning, mummy, love you so much. That all of that over the space of about what 40 minutes it feels like now <laughs> and then she gets into bed she gives Dave a cuddle huggle cuddle town and then she'll say um, she'll go daddy are there any spiders and then Dave has to open the curtain and go no no spiders and close the curtain because there was a spider on her curtain one time in her life <laughs> closes the curtain and then she'll say um, are there any monsters and Dave will go <laughs> Depending on how stressed we are, will depend on how Dave answers. Because <laughs> it's always no, but sometimes it's like no, of course it's not, darling. Or sometimes it's just no, <laughs> no monsters. There's no, no monsters. monsters. There are no monsters. And then she'll say, um, "When will it be morning?" And Dave says, "When you've had a good, long, lovely sleep." So it's always, "Are there any spiders? Are there any monsters? When, when will, will it be morning?" <laughs> and that's every single night. And when their babies that is what you think yeah when will it when be will morning it be, it's a different tone isn't it it's when will it be morning so we take yeah we go up we go up at half seven same as you but we've obviously got a Lola as well who's two so we get we get ready um, also Ramona's got into this weird habit of like having a race as to who can get ready first into their pyjamas yeah Darcy used to do that but in the mornings and she used ah. to call it because we'd be like oh I bet I can beat you at getting dressed yeah. and and then she called it the beating game. The beating game. <laughs> Me and Mummy played the beating game. This yeah. Morning. So she went to nursery. And she was just social like, services. <laughs> Me and Nanny uh, played the beating game this morning, and she won. Oh my god! And at the time, she had a massive bruise on her head as well Jesus because she Christ. she constantly like I don't think between the ages of like eighteen months to four years old there was ever a period of time longer than about a week in which she did not have a bruise on her on face. On her face or head. Yeah, I know, man. Lola's the same. Oh, God. Um, 
Yes, yeah, the beating game. So you play the beating we game. We play as the well. beating game at night with pajamas, and 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 she's. I don't know how she's worked this out, but if you're first place into your pajamas, you get a trophy. Yeah. If you are second and third place, you get a certificate. T- a certificate. <laughs> she can't say certificate. <laughs> and then if you're last place, you get a sweetie. Oh, Unless you're daddy. If daddy's last place, he gets nothing. <laughs> But sometimes, sometimes, because she obviously loves me more. Sorry, Dave. It's obvious. <laughs> she makes it very obvious. Um, sometimes it'll be like, oh, like, Daddy will get third place and be like, but you, you'll just get a sweetie. And sometimes I'll be like, everyone's in their pyjamas and I'm not quite ready yet. And she'll be like, it's okay, Mummy, you can have a trophy because you're the best. So um, she's already instilled um, a very strong will for cheating. Yes, yeah, Darcy also loves, loves to cheat. Loves a good cheat. They love a good cheat, don't they? Um, so, yeah, so we're getting out to our pyjamas. We're getting to um, our bed. So I'm going to say our bed because I will now say it's now your our bed. bed. So Lola's Lola turned two in March and we've only just got her into her own Throwing bed. Her out. We've just got her into her own bed. Served her eviction notice. Which she seemed quite happy with, actually, because she's been put into Ramona's room, which is pretty nice. Um... But yeah, we we Dave was on the sofa with Dobby. Poor for Dave. What? Over two years. Poor Dave. I know, poor Dave. But he's back in bed now, and we've got a TV for our room, so we do get actual nice TV times in the evening, which is lovely. Um, so yeah, we get into our bed and we read three stories, always three, three stories, three books, and then we take them to bed. I lie in bed with Lola and give her some milk, and Dave sits with Ramona. So the key difference here is this is why I want to bring this up. The key difference is that our children do not go to sleep by themselves. Ramona has yeah. never gone to sleep by herself. Like, she can't. She won't. She wouldn't. See, that is the exact opposite. So what... I'm wondering what happened there. How did that happen? How did you get Darcy to go to sleep by herself? She just... She would never settle down with me in the room. And did, and what, as in, like, so did that stress you out or was that annoying for her? It was so basically she she stayed in my bedroom for quite a long time because we were decorating the bedroom for her. So she yeah. slept in a cot in my room until she was about eight or nine months old. Yeah. And then she went into her own room. Right. But she didn't sleep particularly well hmm. until she went into her own room. She right. also wouldn't, like, she wasn't a big napper. We'll speak about naps later. But um, she very rarely would nap in her yeah, in her bed. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. So essentially, and it, it wasn't like we did the cry it out method, but I would put her down to bed. I, I would put her in her car and she wouldn't go to sleep straight away. So I would leave the room. Yeah. And then... But if I stayed and tried to, like, get her to go to sleep... So, at first, I was trying to get her to go to sleep by, like, stroking her head or holding mm. her hand. Yeah. And it seemed to just make her more agitated or, yeah. like, she would think it was time to play. Right. So, I would have to leave the room and then she would go to sleep eventually. Isn't now, it? so she stayed with uh, Mitch and Gina uh, about a year ago now. And I think Freddie goes to sleep with when one of them is in the room with him yeah but mitch was putting darcy to bed and darcy was like please go away. Uh, you can go now mitchell oh, i want to go God. to sleep 
So we're the complete opposite. Like I think that. So Darcy obviously is it, it just well. This is why this podcast is important. That's why we're doing it, right? Yeah. We've got complete opposite children in terms of the way in which they sleep, and yeah. so the point of that is that we talk about this, and people listening can then find solace in that because it's like there's no right way. Yeah. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. Every child's different. Yeah. And sleep is a really important one, as we'll come on to when we get to baby sleep because it's fucking insane. <laughs> and uh, you know what other other people say about your baby sleeping is as far as I'm concerned not their fucking business Um, because Ramona and Lola are both the exact opposite like they seek comfort from our like my specifically my touch yeah to be able to get them to sleep and if I was if either of us would try would try to leave the room for them to get to sleep it would make it worse like they would immediately be on edge and stressed out and sad and upset and scared yeah, and I think a, a big part of it as well is what they kind of get used to. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Because it because it was never... I realised quite quickly that that wasn't what she needed. She needed, like, the removal of that stimulation yeah. in yeah. order... And it, I'm quite similar in that way. Like, mm. I need to... I get quite overstimulated, mm. so I need to kind of... To regulate myself to be in a room by yourself to be in a room by myself yeah, yeah so i slept really badly when she was sleeping in my bedroom purely because of the fact she was in my yeah. bedroom and she was the same not even to mention the fact that you know she was waking up for feeds yeah. and things like that but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the sleep that i was getting wasn't good quality sleep because yeah. she was in the room with me yeah, yeah. that makes sense yeah so, that does make sense yeah like yeah. both of us need like the removal of that stimulation to be able to to regulate ourselves. Yeah, I do think like we do have that a little bit with Ramona at the minute. Is like she, it takes her a while. I think since we've put Lola in in her bed, it's like there's three other people in her room. Yeah. So she takes a while to settle. Um, but I don't think that's like I don't think it's the same thing. It's more just like I don't. Well, I don't know. But she, they both like require our attention to go to sleep. Now, I think at this point, it's good to point out that, like, people will say to you, if you, like, comfort your baby too much with, with sleep, then you'll make a rod for your own back, right? Yeah. And it's at this point now where Ramona's five, where people will be going, like, oh, what, you still take your child to bed and have to wait till they go to sleep? Like, I just want to point out, it is of no effort for me or Dave to do that. Yeah. Like, it really... They're, they're both asleep within like 10 minutes max. see that is the thing like it would be a lot of effort for me to do that yeah because Darcy would take that as an opportunity to start exactly discussing geopolitics or something of, of course <laughs> as she puts the curlers into her hair yeah. yeah but that's it like that's the that's the thing it's like you put that bottle down sorry <laughs> crackly bottle um that's the thing like the whole the whole idea that you have to do it a certain way otherwise the repercussions are going to come crashing down when they're older it's bollocks like my child's only five yeah and yeah she she requires to have an adult human with her when she falls asleep but that takes a good like 10 minutes max and she feels comforted by that that's not going to happen forever she's yeah. not going to be sharing a bed with me when she's a teenager when she's 21 do you know what i mean have to sit there and it's like I, I just hate that and the same for you though like the judgment of um like oh what you leave her on her own did when like does she not want comfort from you? Yeah. No. No, no, no she doesn't. What you, you figure out very quickly yeah. what your baby 
or child needs. And I think, well, we'll, we will come on to babies. We'll sort of work our way down. But like, I think that I would have very quickly realised that Ramona needed to co-sleep with me as a small baby for us to get any sleep at all. And we would have been, there would have been so, so much more harmony in our lives if I'd just not listened to a word anybody said to me. Yeah. If I'd just gone with instinct and gone, this baby needs to be on me at all times, and the only way I'm going to get any sleep is if she shares a bed with me, Mm -hmm. then I probably would have been, like, much further away from postnatal depression. Yeah. But because I listened to other people spouting shit about how I should do things with my baby... Yeah. I felt guilted into not doing that for a while. Yeah. And I think it's very important to point out as well, and, like, it sounds so obvious, but when people are giving out this, like, blanket sleep advice, it completely overlooks the fact that every single baby is different and has different needs. Yeah. Yeah. Every single... Every single baby. We've just illustrated this... We are two normal humans with two healthy five-year-old girls and they both require the complete opposite um, interaction with us to get to sleep happily. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with either of them. No. No, not at all. So, there. (laughs) Shall we talk about napping? Okay, yeah, so... If we're going to talk about napping, then we've not quite got to newborns right yet. So if we sort of talk about, like... Kind of babies going into going toddlers, into toddlers. Yeah. So one of the reasons napping was useful for us is that helped us get Ramona into her own bed. Yeah. Because she would have a nap every afternoon from about one till three. Yeah. But we started putting her in her bed. Yeah. She was sleeping at night time with me and Dave. But we put her into her bed for the nap and then that got her used to that environment. Yeah. So Ramona, once we sort of like sorted out all her, you know, non sleeping we got quite nicely into a routine maybe when she was like maybe like nine months onwards i would say she would maybe have two naps in the day and then onto one one two hour nap in the afternoon yeah darcy Darcy. was never a particularly good napper so she just didn't nap she did but it was always because she would need the sleep like i could tell we'd approach about 11 o'clock yeah and she would start acting like an absolute asshole Mm -hmm. and i was like that's it like she needs to have a nap and how did you get her to nap what was your key what was the thing that did it well when she was small so when the only time she napped consistently and like reliably Mm. was lucky enough in the first lockdown Ah. because we would be like doing stuff i would get so dysregulated yeah and overwhelmed that I needed to have time on my own in the afternoon so within the first week of that lockdown I would put her in her own bed and I would be like I don't care if you go to sleep just stay in that room for a bit just stay in this room (laughs) yeah because she just had her her big girl bed yeah literally the week before we went into lockdown yeah so I was like I don't care what you're doing yeah you're just staying in this room and I would set a timer for an hour yeah and invariably she would she have a asleep. potter and then she would fall asleep for two hours yeah and that that was it saved me in lockdown yeah, yeah. and it was the only time ever that she did but then also she would i think i've said before she's got car narcolepsy so she gets into a car she's she is asleep yeah but she was never the sort of child that i could pick her up out of her car seat 
bring her inside her and, and she would still be asleep. Yeah, yeah. That's never happened. Interesting. So Ramona, so we had a lot of sleeping issues with Ramona in her early months. Um, and she would only sleep with me. And in terms of napping, because she didn't like the pushchair very much, because she wanted to be on me, so I had to carry her everywhere. She loved the pushchair. Well, this is it. It's a, it's a, it's another thing. It's like Ramona wanted to be in a carrier, so she would sleep on me quite happily. And then once she got, once we got to the stage where she would sort of consistently nap, it would be I would rock her to sleep. So I'd just have to stand and rock her, which was like some days it might take a while, but yeah. it, again, no kind of real extra effort on my part at all. So I would just rock her. If I couldn't be bothered to take her upstairs, I'd just let her sleep on me and I'd read a book. But Lola, complete opposite. She would sleep, her naps were pushed. She loved a push chair from the get go. She still sits in the pushchair now when I walk the dog. Like, she's a pushchair girl through and through. Yeah, Darcy was a pushchair girl. And she would have... I mean, we've only... It was only really in the last few months that she stopped napping simply because we were sick of, like, it being harder for her to get to bed. So we were like, let's just cut these naps out. She's fine now. But she would always nap 12 till 2. She'd sleep longer, but we had to start waking her up because we were like, you can't sleep any longer than that, please. <laughs> no more than but this. But we just... We'd go... That would... Because also, that's another thing about Darcy. Hmm. And I think it's again with the like she needs to be she needs to regulate herself because if i'm fussing over her trying to comfort her it makes her worse Mm -hmm. you know with tantrums and things like that if i try and cuddle her to you know provide her some gosh that's so interesting she it's worse it exacerbates the issue if I if Ramona's having a tantrum and inevitably I feel like I have to leave because I feel like I'm going to like hit her we spoke about this those horrible feelings that you have in those tantrum moments yeah if I walk away from Ramona she has a panic attack like I I, I can't you can't leave her that whole idea of like um, you know like the idea of putting a child on a naughty step and that sort of thing like you cannot do that with Ramona because she loses it yeah she's hysterical she can't breathe so she has to be regulated by me if she's having a tantrum which i really struggle with because i struggle with the touching out she's having a tantrum she's screaming i want to scream in her face yeah because i'm so angry and actually she just wants me to hold her yeah which i struggle to do because i don't want to hold her because i'm angry (laughs) um but yeah i can't leave her so the the opposite so interesting and i think I think, again, it, it's to do with um, how Darcy is, like, process, like sensory processing sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, a lot of times when she was younger, she wouldn't want to go to sleep, so she'd be screaming and shouting and crying. Yeah. And I would just say to her, I'm going to leave... And because she didn't she doesn't understand really in her head that that is what she needs yeah of course but as yeah. her mother yeah i know that that is what she needs i know that if i'm if i am touching her or like tr- if i'm trying to make it better i will just make it worse yeah, yeah, yeah. so i just like try and keep my cool which by the way, when we say trying to keep our cool, that doesn't mean we always do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite often I don't. Yeah. But I I will tell her, I'm going to leave the room for yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Come and find me when you're ready to, yeah. to have a cuddle. Yeah. Inevitably, when she was younger, she would just fall asleep. Yeah. So I guess kind of inadvertently, 
I was doing the cryer out. Yeah. But not actively trying to do that, if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, do you think we're ready to start talking about baby sleeping? Seeing as you mentioned crying out. Yeah. So, uh, my baby didn't sleep. Oh, I've got two. <laughs> my baby didn't sleep. Lola... Uh, so here's the thing about Lola being a newborn. It was obviously a totally different dynamic. Have you got bees in your ears? I've got bees in my ears. Not bees, bees. The, bees. the bees are back. Oh no, not the bees. Um, Lola was a better sleeper than Ramona. Yeah. But the reason she was a better sleeper than Ramona as a baby is because I didn't listen to anyone else's shit. Yeah. I I put her in a next to me crib, but she co-slept as well. I. We had her tongue tie cut immediately, so I was able to breastfeed successfully. I wasn't weird about giving her formula when I didn't feel like I was got giving her enough milk. Yeah. So she was getting enough milk and growing nicely at a nice rate the whole time. Mm-hmm. I co-slept with her when I needed to. She was in a next-to-me crib the rest of the time. Yeah. Um, and I fed her intuitively, so I fed her when she wanted feeding. Um, but in turn that just meant like it was all very very natural the whole thing happened as it was supposed to she slept when she wanted to she got milk when she needed to that was it Mm. and the reason I can't give you any more information on that is because I don't have any memory of the rest of it like it just is what it was yeah because we had Ramona as well so the the only different dynamic is that we had two children to take to bed and so the only thing I can say about that is that the way we decided to do things was to take it in turns yeah so every night um, I would take Ramona to bed, read her stories and get her to sleep while Dave gave Lola a bottle and then the next night we'd swap Yeah. to make it completely fair and that's the only way we could do things and that worked for us, that seemed fine Yeah. the only thing that happened is it got to a point where Ramona was like less happy on the nights that Dave was reading stories to her because she wanted me to take her to bed every night Yeah. but there was literally no other way of doing it because if I was to take Ramona to bed every single night then that wasn't fair on Dave. Yeah. We could have done it like that, but it was like for her to be like, oh no, I want mummy to take me to bed. It's like, come yeah. on, man. <laughs> Give the man a break. <laughs> um, so that's how that's how we did things with a newborn and a child. End of conversation for that. Yeah. Ramona. Didn't sleep. Did not sleep. Did Darcy sleep? Darcy did sleep in the day. It's like, if we start from when she was first born, like as a very very small baby she would sleep most of the day yes and most of that sleep would be on me uh-huh of course yeah which obviously meant that i couldn't also sleep yeah, yeah or yeah. couldn't often also sleep yeah um so she would sleep if she was in the car she would sleep if she was in the push chair uh-huh and then i would put her to bed and she would not sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that is what I found really, really, really hard. I know we've mentioned this before, but I think we have to mention this again. When people say sleep when the baby sleeps, that go to hell. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> because it's really hard to be an adult human who's been conditioned to be awake in the daytime and asleep at night time. Yeah. To go to sleep when a baby's asleep in the day, especially when you're a woman and you've got shit to do. Yeah, and the, but then also there were it's good advice because I would always feel better oh of course it's good advice but it's not practical yeah it's not it's really difficult but then there were times that I was so tired that if I had tried to stay awake I wouldn't have been able to yeah 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 yeah. because I would put her I put her down at about half past six if I recall correctly 
it's a long time ago now and she would usually do that stretch so that stretch from about half six till when i would go to bed at about half ten mm. and it felt like the second i'd got into bed and put my head on the pillow and drifted off she, she would wake up yeah, yeah, yeah. every yeah. single time almost without fail yeah and it was when she would always wake me up in the very first you know that first first phase of sleep where being yanked aggressively out of it makes you shake and feel sick yeah 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 yeah. it's always the bit before midnight isn't it yeah if you've got to sleep and then yeah and then she'd be awake from about half 10 till about 7 a.m yeah yeah and i would be rocking like a, a mad woman yeah and it was just horrendous. It was horrendous. That willing for like things to start happening in the day, like the first sounds of the birds and like cars. If yeah. I always remember like being awake at that sort of time. Throwing in like, the pushchair at 4am and going for a walk just so I'm not looking at my yeah. four walls. I don't care if I get kidnapped. <laughs> <I need laughs> in fact, uh, please, someone please. kidnap me. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, if the first car you'd hear driving down the road, you'd be like... It's morning. It's morning. Other humans are awake. Morning has broken. Yeah. R- Ramona, obviously, she had, like, issues with the feeding. And um, we really... I mean, we did co-sleep from the beginning, but we felt so guilty about it because we didn't think we were allowed to. Um, that it was all it was all very weird. Also, she Moses baskets. Slept. They're shit. so shit. She never once slept in the Moses basket. Moses baskets are the worst, man. They're okay, so we've spoken bad. Of, like, they were invented for Moses. Moses. They're called Moses baskets. Moses was a long time ago. From it? the fucking Bible. Yeah. So yeah. It's it's absolute madness. Um, yeah, I think we. Yeah, we really. We, I know why we really struggled with the feeding and all of that sort of thing. But again, it was like. So maybe we should talk about co. Well, not just co sleeping, but just different ways of your baby sleeping. So, I just don't. Because of the way that both my kids were, and I know lots of other kids are different, but I can't imagine how anyone could sleep with a baby not with them in their bed. Mm. Like, for babies that will sleep in cots... Yeah. I, I just like, who are you? How did you do this? Yeah, I mean... I didn't co-sleep. I would... We wouldn't nap together in my bed. Yeah. But at night time she didn't come into my bed. Uh-huh. And that is because of my sort of sensory mm. issues. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't have slept if you she was in the bed to. with me. Yeah. At night time. Yeah. I was also terrified of rolling over and squashing her. Yeah. And but it did happen like I remember one morning I'd fallen asleep at about five o'clock in the morning with her on me in the bed. Yeah. And I woke up in a blind panic because I didn't know where she was. Where was she? She was in the bed, but she'd, like, rolled herself under the duvet. Right. And, like, she was she was fine, but she was, like, quite sweaty. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, I could have smothered her to death. Yeah. Obviously being very, very dramatic about the whole thing. Um, So, for me, personally, co-sleeping just wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Because also, I don't think either of us would have slept particularly well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she... After... So she was only in a Moses basket for, like, not very long at all because she didn't sleep in the fucking thing. No one sleeps in bloody Moses baskets. 
Um, so then she had a travel cart in my bedroom mm. and the travel cart had like a bassinet part in it so yeah. she wasn't all the way down in the bottom so yeah. she would get s- strapped into her little sleeping bag oh yeah the little sleeping bags yeah and i would put her in the thing she'd have some white noise yeah and then that'd be her did white noise work for you yeah yeah did it didn't work for us she specifically liked the eight hours hoover eight hours hoover lovely on youtube <laughs> good track that one when that dropped Woo. um yeah white noise didn't work for his dummies didn't work for his none of that shit worked for she at all. has never liked silence she can't sleep in silence yeah um so interesting when she would nap in the daytime what she wanted on like she was telling me but um she loved action movies played at disturbingly high volumes wow she loves a bit of noise. Her perfect, her, what she would go to sleep to every single time mm. was 300. Really? Yeah. No wonder she's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like... Um, the film 300 really puts me to sleep. Blimey. So, for, right. For me, I feel like the fact that... <laughs> can you guess what song was number one when I was born, Rosie? What year were you born? 1993. Okay, you're saying that like I should know, like it's connected to you somehow. Is it like... It's the Mr Blobby song. Oh, wow. And I feel like that explains quite a lot about my... Your life? My personality. (laughs) personality. (laughs) And I think the same goes for Darcy being really soothed by very loud action movies. I think that's great. I think like, yeah, I'm a bit like that, I think. I'm soothed by sound. I can't... I can't sit in silence, like... No, silence as, drives me insane. I have to have music on in the background, TV. I think that's why I like true crime, because it's, like, easy. You just stick it on, and you don't really have to pay attention if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, I'm always... Like, I can't... I have to have sound. Yeah, I'm always listening to a podcast or music or something. Yeah. There has to be background noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Darcy is... Much like this background noise now, while some guy is shredding on his guitar. <laughs> Very, very calming <laughs> what you're doing. Yeah. And Darcy is the same. She mm. likes, like, she she loved g- going to pubs. Mm. Like, she would always be very happy in pubs as a baby. Oh, I mean, yeah. Th- those times are gone. Do you not think, Sinead? Like, I was brought up in pubs. That's yeah, just you, not a thing that you do anymore, no, is it? No, you don't really have get pub kids I would say way. 80% of the pictures of me from the age of newborn to about two or of me in a pushchair next to a pub table with a pint of beer on the table. Yeah, me too. Like that, all, I was just like, I lived in pubs. Yeah, pub kid. Such a pub kid. When I was older, it'd be a panda pop and a packet of crisps. Yeah. Oh man, those were the days. We should take our kids to more pubs. Well, one of the things I see, I think, about like being a pub kid is like, um, no offence to anyone, but I feel like I had to like reckon with um, rough kids. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. if you if you were brought up in pubs, you had to like hang out with r- kids that were rougher than you, mm. and not that that was a bad thing. I really think that put me in good stead in how to like stand handle, up for yourself, stand up for myself, handle handle situations because you're yeah. like dealing with kids that you're not used to han- like being with. Yeah, definitely loved it. I mean, we've totally gone off subject here, but I loved being a pub kid. <laughs> I was a feral feral little urchin. I was mm-hmm. growing up. 
Let's go to the pub all the time. Me too. I think we went to the pub every, like most weekends. And now Ramona requests to go to like hipster cafes for like a you know hot, and now Darcy's hot like, chocolate and a sausage roll. Can we go to Greg's? Greg, yeah, Greg's, Greg's or cafe. Um, yeah. So let's talk about like sleep training and that sort of thing. It's bullshit. It's bullshit, isn't it? It's absolute. But also, also, and another thing, and another thing. Um, this links into sleep training. It is like the idea that some people become so preoccupied by their baby's sleep mm. that it completely rules their yes. whole life. Yeah. We, I never, never did that. Yeah. Darcy I didn't want would, to do that. No, no. I wanted to live my life. Yeah, and Darcy <laughs> would be with me. And it didn't really matter to me whether she went to sleep yeah. or not. Yeah. So if she was in the pushchair, she would probably have a little sleep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If I needed to get my kid to sleep, it's like, I can tell you need to sleep because you're now, like, crying over everyone. Yeah. It'd be like, I'm going to go and take a walk. But I would, I, w- I would, just wouldn't let it, like, change my social... I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm not going to I can't. I can't do that because yeah. the day have to nap. Or I can't meet you until then. No, I'll meet you when you want to meet me and my child will sleep if she wouldn't, wants to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's a real struggle as well because it's like, it can really affect you mentally if you get really hung up on those routines. Yeah. That routine will change in a few weeks. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to hit you real hard when you've been living your life around this one routine. Yeah. And then six weeks later, they decide they're not going to sleep at that time anymore. You're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, you really are. And I really learned that the hard way because I think I was like, I think sleep was such a big deal for me because I never got any. And because it's the only thing that people ever talk to you about when you have a a young baby. Oh my God. I think this is one of the biggest problems for me. I really think this is a real issue. The reason that people go on about sleep all the time is because like all the generations before us sort of like got themselves into... I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they put their babies in another room. Did they just leave them and lock the doors? (laughs) Essentially. So they kind of forced their babies into sleep routines and then that became the norm. Yeah. And now we're in a world where like the evidence is kind of pointing more towards like just do what your baby needs you to do. Yeah. Essentially. And maybe try and keep it with you because it might be quite comforted by that. (laughs) Believe it or not. Um, so yeah so there's that so the generation the generational changes have like totally shifted in terms of baby sleep because we now keep our babies with us most of the time um, and we're encouraged to sort of keep them with us and comfort them so our parents and our parents parents are all like what do you mean you're holding the baby all night are you insane (laughs) but then also the main thing here which is really what i want to talk about on this podcast today is people can make money out of it can't they sinead they can people can make money out of telling your like telling you how to force your baby to sleep and they will rinse you they'll rinse you of everything you've got and then that's why people talk about it all the time like it's this big thing and also people will judge the goodness of your baby on whether or not the baby sleep, sleep, which yeah. is fucking wild. It's insane. So I just googled just as an just as an experiment. I googled how often should a baby sleep, and the the general answer, you know, when it comes up with like the first answer was uh, a baby newborns can sleep between eight to sixteen hours. So I mean, that's a very vague amount of time, isn't it? It's a very vague amount of time. Which tells me that like there is not really an average amount of there's not there's no average. Yeah, some babies need less sleep. Some babies need more. I yeah. didn't need. I never napped as a child, as a baby. Yeah. And I slept for about seven hours. So it's just nighttime. every single baby is different. My brother needed like twelve hours sleep. Yeah. And if he wasn't in bed at six o'clock, he was asleep on the stairs. 
Wow. Wherever he was, as soon as it hit six o'clock, he was gone. Yeah, yeah. I just think this idea that, like, that. By the way, the reason we're, the other reason we're saying this is that there's literally no scientific evidence no. that training your baby will work. There's no evidence, and in fact, I think a lot of the stuff I've read about it is like the only reason the evidence backs up that sleep training works is because your baby's just changed. Yeah, and it's and it's and in no no way um, connected to the training that you've done with it. Mm. Um, I just, I just think it's really scary the amount of people that feel they have to give money yeah. to people, sleep consultants, sleep consultants. Like there is very, very rarely an actual like medical reason mm. for your baby not to sleep. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the baby just think about a bit. Like I think that's the thing. People think of babies as babies and forget that they are they're just humans they're also humans yeah yeah yeah, absolutely like sometimes you get into bed and you just don't want to go to sleep i have yeah i always have there's always a couple of days in the month where i can't get to sleep and some babies get put to bed yeah and they don't want to go to sleep yeah i think and that's fine the problem is is like first of all if your baby is not sleeping very much that is totally normal and you don't the only reason you need to fix that is if you're struggling yeah it's not because your baby's wrong and it's not because you're doing anything wrong. It's just really fucking hard. Yeah. Which is why it's very easy for sleep consultants to take your money because you just want to get some sleep. Fair enough. But I don't think... And Mr. Sleep... Bezos. And Mr. And Mr. Bezos because and all those lovely so gadgets. Many things that you can buy on Amazon that will promise to make your baby go to sleep. None of them. None of them work. None of them work. None of them work. Don't buy the sheep that's got a white noise machine inside of it. Oh, God almighty. Because you no. can just play eight-hour hoover on YouTube. Yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. It makes me really sad. Um, well, it's just capitalism, isn't it? Again, it's another, it's another form of capitalism that's just ruining us. But, like, all babies are different. Mm-hmm. They don't... They can't... And this whole idea of, like, sleep training them into patterns and shit, they don't get that. No. It will happen over time. Or it might not happen over time. The only thing that you can do is what works for you and your baby. If that means co-sleeping, for you to get a bit of sleep, then do it safely, read the guidelines, Yeah. do it safely, great. That's what me I did with Ramona, that's what I did with Lola. It's the only way I got any sleep. But ever. one thing that I did did like, and Darcy actually really liked as well, and this was very uh, sc- Scandinavian of me, yes. is I would put her in her push chair, yeah. go for a quick spin around the block to get her to sleep, yeah. and then leave her in the garden. Oh yeah, the fresh air yeah. helped her nap longer. Yeah, and when she woke up, she was in a better mood. Yeah, and when it was the winter, it's very um, it's very Russian of you. Yeah, so <laughs> and I would leave her outside. It's very Eastern <laughs> block of you, Sinead. <laughs> as long as it wasn't raining. Yeah, I would leave her outside, rain or shine, yeah. or not rain, but like cold or warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of is course. what I mean. Of course. Um. And one of the nurseries that I went to look at actually had two of those, you know, the vintage silver cross push chairs yeah. in the garden. Oh my god! To put babies to sleep in. Wow, that's a fancy nursery. Mm. Woohoo! And I was like, I really like that. Yeah. Well, this is it. But it's like I know, I know for a fact that there'll be people that will have judged you for that. Yeah. 
be like, your baby outside asleep? Yeah, because she was asleep. And I'm not stupid. Yeah. I'm not going to let anything bad happen to her. I know my, I know me and I know my baby. Yeah, I, I just, if so if you are listening and you've got a newborn baby and you're not getting any sleep and you think that you need to um, spend money on someone tra- training your baby to sleep, please don't. Can I recommend, please, that you go onto Instagram and check out Little Nest Sleep. So this lady is amazing. Um, she basically sort of debunks sleep training myths and just gives you the permission to do things in your own way, in your own time, and in a way that doesn't feel wrong to you. Because I think the general the general vibe I get from people is that that the people who want to try sleep training are feel like they've been pushed to their limits, but it doesn't like really sit well with them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm doing this because I've it's my last resort. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm making right the right decision or not. But like the only reason why you would seek that is if you're kind of like near breaking point. Right? Yeah. And I think like that and that the difficulty with that is and I've been there, I've totally been there at that sort of breaking point moment, is like the only thing to get you through it is to just do something really drastic. Yeah. When actually what this lady does, the little nest sleep does, is kind of give you permission to go just give yourself a break. Allow this allow allow it to continue and just do whatever it does to make make it work. Yeah. But that doesn't feel like um that like doesn't feel like actively yes. handling the situation. And I think the reason is because the way we've been sort of taught to kind of deal with situations yes. being proactive and actually that's not the way you should deal with a baby. No. Because they're babies like having ha- going I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and then this will work. That doesn't work with babies. They're babies. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're not going to listen to you if you ask them to do something like that. So it's more it's like it's really stepping away from that idea of like making a change and I'm going to do this and making bullet points and writing lists. It's like, just allow your baby to be your baby. And it's very easy for me to say this when I've had a decent night's sleep. Yeah. Um, but I've been there, man. And l- luckily, I... Well, not luckily. <laughs> Look, we, 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 we were going to talk about this, about like other people holding your babies, right? But yeah. luckily, I was one of those people where if someone else was holding my baby and my baby was crying, it would make me want to kill myself. Gen- like genuinely I'm, yeah. upset. I'm not using that uh, lightly a- lightly like a, as a sleight of hand kind of comment sleight of hand comment does that make sense you know what I mean like I a know flippant what you mean. comment yeah. I mean that literally oh, um, and that is a thing for some people where they li- literally feel physically ill if their baby's crying Yeah. so for me any kind of training that involved like letting my baby cry out and all that sort of stuff was never going to be an option for me because um, I, I probably would have had, had to have been sectioned if I'd have done that yeah. so that was never an option so in the end it became that kind of natural kind of allowing things to happen how my baby wanted it to happen and yeah. that worked out for me um, but yeah I think if you're at the point at that sort of breaking point don't give people your money no just speak to people about it man people yeah. I think are so conditioned not to seek help oh yeah and I think sometimes all you need to do is just have a whinge and a moan about it. Yeah, that's it. Like, that's why we're need, here. <laughs> yeah, you need someone to listen to you while you bitch about it. Yeah. And you don't need anyone to, to fix it for you. Yeah. And unfortunately, especially with the sort of newborn times and, and sleep as well, uh, is that you don't want to do that whinging to people that are in the same position as you because if they're doing better than you, it feels horrible. Yeah. I didn't want to complain about how little my baby was sleeping 
because I knew I'd be judged by other mums. Yeah. And so that's why we're here to sort of say, hey, whinge to us about it because it is normal for your baby not to sleep. Yeah, it's And it so is normal. normal for you to be feeling really horrible about it. <laughs> it's awful. It really is. That lack of sleep is, is terrifying. But yeah, um, your baby shouldn't be getting 16 hours sleep a day with three naps in between like it's all but bollocks then, if your baby does do that great great that's, that's fine. also fine because that's also okay because babies are people yeah this is and it they're all, all different and have different needs and what's really nice is we didn't really like we didn't really decide to do this in like backwards chronological order for any reason it's just like we might as well start talking about how we're sleeping at the minute yeah and work our way backwards and like the first thing that was made very apparent is that our children are complete opposites Yes. And guess what? Both of us are sleeping. Yeah. We've both got kids who are complete opposites. They they are they're like um requirements for sleep are opposite. Yeah. And yet we are both here five years down the line. We are both getting some sleep. Both getting some sleep. Yeah. A good a decent amount of sleep. I think what it really boils down to is do do what you've gotta do. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that is holding your baby until the baby falls to sleep, yeah, or whether that is leaving your baby in a room to scream, in a room to scream, do what you need to do and what is best for you and for your baby. And yeah. sometimes you even have to prioritize yourself. Yes. Yeah, because you're in the situation. Yeah, yeah, because you're not also like a complete mess. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Parents say the funniest things. So from our lovely friend Beth. She said, yes, please ring the police and tell them to put me in jail. It'll be a holiday. When I read this, I was like, I cannot uh, relate to anything more. Yeah, I think I said the exact same sentence. Yeah, please, for the love of God, lock me up. Someone take me away. When you watch those like cop shows now, like 24 hours in police custody, you look at those cells and you just think, oh, that looks like a lovely, quiet room. You know what? You know what I would think of as absolute high luxury now? Uh-huh. Prison? <laughs> yeah, prison. Uh, a long-haul flight without my child. Oh, yeah, long-haul flight, man. Someone waiting on you. you 12 get to... hours in a plane. No child near me. With no child near me. Even, uh, do you know what? I'd take other people screaming children because I'd just be like... Not my problem. Not my problem. Not my circus, not my monkeys. <laughs> I the, so funny, yeah. I I have definitely been in that position. Sometimes I just fantasize about like being on a plane for twelve hours. Yeah, please. And then the lady brings me a hot drink, and then someone else brings me like a hot roll or something, and, and I get to choose a fill. Me a gin and tonic. Maybe I'll have a little nap, have a little snacky, and no, no one can contact no you. No one can contact me. No one can email me amazing um i would like so the whole um yes please ring the police and tell them to put me in jail it will be a holiday <laughs> totally agree beth man maybe we should have our own like mum prison <laughs> mum prison mum prison yes please the only thing i want to know is what you did for them to want you to go to prison because yeah. i bet you any money sinead it was something absolute bullshit like there's things that ramona will get pissed off with me about like something like well you've put the wrong color headband on yeah. It'll be something like that. Like, how dare you put the blue head on? I'm going to me? ring the police. I'm going to ring the police because you're such an awful mother. Yeah. Okay, we'll do your own damn hair. Have then. you ever been told you're the worst mummy? Um, no, but Dave has definitely been told he's the worst daddy. <laughs> 
and he really takes it to heart as well oh. and I'd be like I know if it was like he'd be like oh well, oh well I'm just the worst dad am I okay I'm just the worst dad I know if she told me that I'd just like laughing her face I'd yeah. be like okay well if I'm the worst mummy I might leave goodbye <laughs> Yeah, Darcy has told me I'm the worst mummy for various transgressions, including... Um, All of which are bullshit. Yeah, including uh, asking her to brush her teeth. <laughs> Just a general kind of... Suggesting know. that she put her vest in the washing basket. Yeah. The way that Ramona hands me, like, dis- like things that she's finished eating... Discarding them Like, she'll have a yo- little yoghurt and then she'll be watching the TV and she just puts her arm in my face. And I'm like, put it away! <laughs> Go put it in the bin. Yeah, what? Darcy has a real issue with putting things in the bin. And then, obviously, because she loves the drama, drama, she'll be like, "You make me do everything in this house. <laughs> I never get a moment to rest." <laughs> it's an actual sentence that has come out of her mouth this oh week. Oh my god! I never get a moment to rest. <laughs> a moment to rest. Well, do you know what? Your whole you life jail? is a moment to rest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know what? We're turning into our parents, aren't we? Because it's, it's at this point that I'm thinking, you wait, mate. You wait till you've got to do an actual job. <laughs> oh, my God. That was brilliant. I and love then, that. And then she'll be like, if you know when they're trying to assist you with a task? Yes. And um, you really don't need them to because it will yeah. make it 16,000 times harder. Yeah. M- mere moments after she's complained about never getting a moment to rest, she will be like... You never give me any jobs. And I'm just like, what do you want from me, man? The kids are really like Gollum, aren't they? Yeah. They are really like Gollum. Oh, God. Okay, what's your love of the week? Uh, my love of the week is this apple pie blondie. This one right here that I can see. Can you hear it, listeners? <laughs> I'm it showing it to the is, microphone. It does look amazing. It's real good. It's from uh, Bitsy's. We're going to have to shout out Bitsy's pretty much every week because she's amazing. Yeah, she fuels this podcast, so Bitsy's, shout out to Bitsy. If you live in Leicester, Bitsy's Emporium, it's at the um, Graf HQ on Frog, Frog Island. So if you also are an avid street artist, you can go and get your Bitsy's food and buy some spray paint, which is what I did today. She does absolutely bang in. Bang in. Everything. Banging everything. Toasties. The cheese toasties are the best on the planet. This the is a the best on the planet. that has... A whole apple pie baked into it. It's amazing. That the stuff's incredible. I love it. Although one time I ate a brownie, I think it might have been a dime brownie. Yes. I can't remember. Anyway, I ate it and it had so much sugar in it that I felt like I'd done crack. <laughs> I love that feeling, which is why I eat Skittles all of the time. <laughs> I can't get enough of the crack. Give me more crack, please. Um, my love of the week is um, Net Good City. Ooh. So, Net Good City are two lovely people, lovely um, people, Johnny and Natalie, who I met on Tuesday. So, they are like a, it's kind of like a community collaboration kind of thing. Um, and they are uh, using creativity, collaboration, and community to help get Leicestershire to net zero by 2030. Ooh. So, they're really big on sustainability, changing our kind of, you know, day-to-day stuff to try and make things better for the planet it's a really really cool initiative i think all of you especially if you're leicester based should follow them mm-hmm. um basically leicester council are a bit shit and they're not really doing anything to make leicester greener and they sh- they fucking should be we all know this the world's burning yeah um and net good city are just here as a kind of 
kind of creative community to kind of help steer things along a little bit and we're going to get involved with them because Woo! we're also cool uh, and I think everyone else should I think you should keep your eye out on what they're doing because it's really exciting and I really love this idea of us using our just using our potentials in generally to kind of give people a bit of a kick up the arse to do things a bit greener yeah really simple things but we're doing it in a really cool way mm-hmm. um, so they're my love of the week well done them well done them we did some screen printing to get together Oh yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? Very exciting. No. Um, what's your loathe of the week? My loathe of the week is. Well, that's good if you don't have a loathe of the week. I'm flagging. You're flagging. <laughs> your loathe uh, of the week is me currently. <laughs> um. My loathe of the week is, is this, this band. Music? I was just about to say this music it's throwing me off so much it is it's like having that in one ear and then as talking it's very thrashy isn't it yeah it's very just thrashy. it's just a bit much i think the problem is so because we spend a lot of time in this lovely cave where we record our podcast is there's always like bands playing that we can kind of hear you can kind of hear it a little bit on like through your headphones not as much as we can hear it currently yeah we can hear it c- quite and it doesn't matter Watch. if the band are amazing. It's because they're like practicing or they're recording. It's like it's not the same as us watching it live because it's yeah. very kind of we we've spoke about like liking lots of noise, but this is different. Yeah, and also because I uh, am riddled with ADHD, so riddled with it. <laughs> the the sensory input is just the auditory input is too it's much. Not right, is it? The, all the knobs are off, aren't they? Yeah, and it's. It's causing me to be very stressed. Oh, mate, it's going to be fine. Um, my loathe of the week is um, how do I dry clothes in this weather? That's an excellent loathe. Because... So I can't have the heating on because Dave won't let me. Because <laughs> it's too lives. warm. Uh, so I can't put my clothes on the radiator to dry. Yeah. And I can't put them outside to dry because it keeps raining. How do I dry my clothes? The weather has been absolute bullshit. I, ac- I actually said to Dave, this is how sassy I get with him when he just does one small, when he suggests one small thing that he maybe doesn't want to happen. <laughs> and 99% of the time it goes my way. Rosie's like, you are wrong. How dare you? He's like, we can't, well, there's no point putting the heat. We don't, we don't need the heating on because it's not cold. And I'll be like, okay, well, we just won't have socks then. Because <laughs> I was getting so annoyed that I was like, nothing's drying. There's the, all the things on the radiator have been wet for days because they're not drying. Yeah. So we just won't have socks, Dave. And so then he turns the heating on for me. Because <laughs> he's so good to me. Um, yeah, I just can't... I can't get my head around the drying situation. Yeah, this is why I believe, and I think um, you can tell that most houses were like designed by men. It's because yeah. I believe that every single house should have a utility room. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So true. And men would never think Think that. to put a utility room on. No, of course not. Arseholes. Because men, like I said previously, are useless. <laughs> Very useless. And they should be burnt at the stake. <laughs> Bring back the guillotine. Bring back the guillotine. Thank you all for listening. Um, we have been the Amateur Mill Society. Did you see your loaf of the week? Yes, I've just said it. Laundry. <laughs> Drying clothes. Oh, Rosie. Okay, thank you for listening to the Amateur Mill Society. Please follow us. Please share. I think at this point, we're like, we need you to share. 
we needed to tell other people about us. Yeah. That's the point we're at now. Like yeah. we need other we need new listeners so that like things balls can get rolling. And <laughs> please more people can listen to us so really uh, we really appreciate you listening but please also tell everyone else you know to listen literally every single person you know everyone strangers you walk in the like you see in the street like your family members unless they're very old (laughs) maybe (laughs) um but yes thank you so much for listening that was my tummy yeah that was my tummy (laughs) you're like was it mine no it was mine that's how loud it was thank Thank you for listening goodbye bye oh god